Every week we take a few minutes and look a little deeper into some topic that has come up as part of our Sunday morning message here at McGregor. I'm Pastor Russell Howard and this is Beyond the Notes. Earlier in the Gospel of John, before we got to the passage which we dealt with this week, which was the end of chapter 3, we had that moment uh, when at the end of chapter 2, some folks believed in Jesus, but Jesus did not entrust himself to them. That's in the last verse of chapter 2. And at that point, we, we spent a moment on the contrast between b- believing that the, the of the sort that those people believed, and, uh, and Jesus is not correspondingly entrusting them. It's it's actually the same word in the original language. And that raised the issue, which is going to come up a few times more in the Gospel of John. And in fact, it comes up all over the New Testament of, of belief that's not belief. Um, the, the notion came up in this Sunday's passage, and again, in the very last verse of chapter 3. Uh, the, the narrator voice, whether it's uh, a continuation of a quote from John the Baptist, or whether it's John the Apostle, is a is a matter of editorial dispute and and not terribly consequential. But the Word of God says in verse thirty six of chapter uh, three, "Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life." Now we almost expect it to say, "Whoever does not." Believe, because he said, whoever believe has eternal life. Whoever does not believe would make, um, uh, would perhaps seem a bit more natural to us. But what he does is he contrasts whoever believes with whoever does not obey. And in doing that, what he's doing grammatically is he's taking the idea of belief and the idea of obedience, and he's making them one idea. Saving belief, saving faith always results in, in transformation slash obedience. That's, a, that's an important idea that rings through the entire New Testament. There is a, a category, if you will, of belief that is, that is false, that is overly shallow, that is overly um, intellectual, as opposed to a, a commitment to Christ and His Lordship. The, a couple of examples that show up in sort of, of our world of, of, of believing something, but believing it in a, in a non-transformative way. I believe that Benjamin Franklin died in 1790. He did. I looked it up. Um, my, my brain does nothing to reject the truthfulness of the statement, Ben Franklin died in 1790. I believe the Pythagorean theorem, that if you take the, the square of the length of two sides of a right-angle triangle, the two legs, uh, and you add together the square of their length, that equals the square of the length of the long side, the hypotenuse side of a right-angle triangle. I believe the Pythagorean theorem. I, I, I am confident that it is true. There are those who believe that Jesus lived, did miracles, died, even died for sinners. 
uh, rose from the grave, ascended, and is coming back. They would, they would check all of those marks, but they have not uh, come into conformity with saving faith. It is, it is an untransforming intellectual ascent. It is a, yep, I know that's true sort of belief, but it's not obedience, and it doesn't save. Uh, Jesus's um, one place that Jesus speaks to this dynamic is in Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 46. This is a very similar, even parallel, to a paragraph in the Gospel of Matthew from the uh, Sermon on the Mount. This is just from Luke's version of it. Luke 6, 46, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Uh, the rest of the paragraph makes it clear there, there's, there's no relationship. There's no saving faith. You can call me Lord all day long, acknowledge as an intellectual matter that I am who I say I am. But if you're not following me, you're not exercising saving faith. It's not, by the way, that we're talking about works salvation. I'll have more to say about that in a minute. But that the, the power of authentic faith, saving faith, is always transformative. Um, three times that I can find in the New Testament, the New Testament speaks of, of real faith as obeying the gospel. Romans 10, verse 16, uh, speaking, uh, let me go back and talk all from, from verse 14. Romans 10, beginning in verse 14. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. He's talking about saving faith, but he uses the term obey. To obey the gospel, not merely to intellectually check off on the truthfulness of the gospel like I check off on the fact that Ben Franklin died in 1790. Another verse, uh, 2 Thessalonians 1, uh, verse 8. He's talking about the Lord's uh, appearance in judgment at the end of the age. And he, uh, in the middle of a sentence, verse 8 picks up in the middle of a sentence. Let me, let me pick it up there. In flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord. Who's, who's going to go to hell? Those who do not obey the gospel. Those who do not commit in saving faith. Another verse that expresses the same sentiment, 1 Peter 4, verse 17. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Look, here's, my, here's again my restatement of my big idea. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, apart from works. I would argue that as, as strongly and passionately as anyone I know. But real faith, real belief, saving faith is obedient and follows Jesus as Lord. There is no salvation apart from a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord. Um, a couple of classic works I want to recommend just in closing. If this topic intrigues you, 
or if this podcast has caused your blood pressure to come up and you want to go, I need to hear a little bit more about this because I know that Pastor Russell can sometimes be a little bit nutty. And so is there any grown-up who holds the positions that he's just describing, that, that following Jesus as Lord is, is absolutely uh, baked in to this, this thing of salvation? A couple of classic works written some years back, that's why they're classics, on this very thing uh, by a Bible teacher I very greatly admire. One of them is The Gospel According to Jesus by John MacArthur. Um, it, is, it is, in my view, it is an absolute classic. I wish I could put it in the hands of every Christian. And then the follow-up, uh, the gospel according to Jesus deals with the content of the New Testament from mostly the gospels, no surprise there. And then the sequel, which was written a couple of years later, is Faith Works, the gospel according to the apostles. And if you're not familiar with either or both of these works, I cannot recommend them more highly. Hey, um, it's possible that you're, that you're uh, listening or viewing this podcast and your own faith has left you untransformed. You know all the facts. You could recite them as fluidly as anybody, but you're untransformed by what you say you believe. I just want to challenge you, if that's you, to consider that what you, what you have mentally agreed to as a checklist, if it hasn't changed your life, it's not saving faith. Again, I want to thank you for joining me this week for Beyond the Notes. We'll be bringing a new episode every week. You can head over to McGregorPodcast.com to get information about, about all of our podcast lineup. There's something there for everybody. If you're listening on a podcast app, we very much appreciate it if you rate, rate and review our podcast. If you're, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, we appreciate it very much if you like or follow our app. I hope by now you have subscribed to these podcasts. And beyond that, have you considered sharing them? There may be someone in your life that could benefit, either a, a McGregor member or not. doesn't matter to us. Someone that you believe would benefit or be enriched from these podcasts. Make sure that you encourage others regarding them as well. well. We look forward to the weeks ahead and being with you again next week on Beyond the Notes.